Thank you for joining the We Don't Play podcast show today, Crystal. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Thank you so much for joining. I'm so glad that we're doing this again. You know, I was on your podcast show, you know, and Simply She, or or I Simply She, (laughs) let me be more specific, and the Simply She podcast is great, and I'm so happy that I was able to be on your show and you know i'm returning the favor no pun intended and <laughs> i'm here with you on the amazing show to talk about everything to do with you know marketing branding especially for coaches like yourself who have been able to really help people find their niche so i'm so glad that you're here today honestly oh thanks so much i'm happy to be here and i just want to say thank you again for being on the simple sheet podcast you were the first male guest i've ever had so definitely made history with that yeah yay (laughs) let's go (laughs) awesome awesome i would love people to know more about you who is crystal what does crystal do oh my gosh that's a loaded question um so i am a serial womanpreneur i'm a speaker author business coach and brand strategist um i have four businesses currently so I'll start out with, I guess, my uh, longest standing business, and I'll just kind of go in order. Um, so Divas and Dolls Fitness is my pole studio, and that's Pole Dance Studio. Um, and I've been running that for about nine years. So that's my brick and mortar location. I'm, I'm from Maryland, um, and I teach women and sometimes men um, the art of pole and sensual dance. Um, and then I also have uh, my other business, Cirque Sensual, which is kind of a sister brand to my studio. We focus on aerial arts, similar to Circus Olay. Um, so we've, I'm really passionate about bringing um, non-traditional workouts and alternate types of fitness to uh, the minority community. So I definitely wanted to bring circus arts to where I'm at. And it's been awesome. And we focus on performance. Um, and dance and that brands um, and then I have my business uh, coaching and brand strategy firm Simply She uh, that's where I work with other coaches and consultants helping them to connect with their ideal clients and create their uh, signature coaching program or high ticket programs um, and then just build their business and then I, I brand myself personally as a speaker and an author wow <laughs> you have a lot going on girl <laughs> <laughs> No, but that is good though. It keeps everything on your toes. Like, you know, when people hear this, they're like, can she do this, do this, do this? But it's true. We can do so many things at the same time. We just need to know what we're valuing and who we're valuing it for. Absolutely, absolutely. I think, you know, of course I didn't start out this way, but, you know, as you go through life and you learn different things, I think you're also, um, I think I told you before, just called to do different things and called to serve in different ways. And, you know, I know that I'm supposed to be using my talents and my knowledge to help others. So that's why I have like this expansive amount of things going on at the moment. <laughs> that's great. I'm so glad that you're able to share this with us today. You know, when I think about your businesses, let's let's run it back just a little bit. You know, <laughs> tell tell us, you know, like what led you to start your first business and why? Yeah, so I talk about Divas and Dolls as my first business, but really it isn't. Um, My first business was actually at the age of 16. Um, I had an eBay store and I sold vintage handbags in high school. Um, I wasn't supposed to have it because I was not 18, um, but that's a whole other story for another another day. 
Um, I think I got my entrepreneurship bug from my dad. He um, he had a limousine company out in California. He's former military. And so I watched him um, kind of build his business. He told me about it. And when I was very young, he just kind of told me, you know, you're probably not going to work for yourself, daughter. He just called me daughter. Uh-huh. <laughs> I was just like, <laughs> I was like, I mean, at the time I was very young. I was probably, I was in elementary school. I was like, okay. He was like, go to school, get an education, but you're probably not going to work for yourself. So I always kept that um, in the back of my mind. And then just kind of, uh, I actually have a degree in engineering. So I went to school for engineering, very much into science and math, very much, I'm very much a nerd um, in that respect. And I thought I was going to, um, well, let me say this. I knew I always wanted to open a business or run a business. So in my mind, I was going to use my engineering degree, take over the world, whatever that meant. Um, <laughs> and then that's, <laughs> right. I was, I don't have so many so many ideas um but fast forward to divas and dolls fitness i think what happened there was after college i gained a lot of weight and i used to be like a gym rat in college and like dance and stuff but after i graduated that kind of just went out the window and when i tried to kind of go back to the gym it just wasn't working for me and uh, one of my line sisters um i'm in delta with they disorder incorporated she was like let's go to a pole dancing class and i was like no <laughs> um, I was <laughs> I was very much a um, traditional workout person. I was like, give me the treadmill, give me the elliptical. We might even be able to do some CrossFit. But I was like, that's not what I'm trying to do. But she like, you know, enticed me to go. And then I loved it. It was like the best workout of my life. Like I was like, I'm using muscles I didn't even know I had. And the rest was kind of history. I just like was obsessed, took all the classes. And then I became an instructor, and um, after that, I was like, this is it. This is what I'm supposed to do. I just knew. Um, and then I, like, got the opportunity to open my studio, and, like, this is where we are now. <laughs> the rest wow. Of history. Look yeah. at that. You know, when you said that, you, you were like, no. <laughs> when you... <laughs> What in my in my head I was like, wait, wait, wait. Why did she say no? Is it that she doesn't know what it is, or she's not a, she's against it completely, <laughs> or she doesn't even go to the clubs like that? <laughs> well, I said no because I was just like, I was like, this is some rubbish. Like, who was about to go swing around the pole? Like, I just I just didn't believe it was a real workout. You know, just looking at it from like on TV and what we what we're socialized to believe pole right. dancing is. I was like, no, I'm not about to do that. And I was like, and you want me to do it in heels? I was like, sis, I can't, I don't think that's going to work out for me. So <laughs> so when I went and I saw that it wasn't as easy as I thought it was going to be, and it was difficult, I was like, okay, well, this is not what I thought it was going to be. And like, I, I could, I've been like, I'm not professionally trained in dance, but I can move pretty well. I could pick up choreography. I was like, I am like, not coordinated with this what's happening right now and so that was like a challenge to me and i was you know thinking about it from like the perspective i need to learn this like what's <laughs> this is a life skill i'm missing out on it <laughs> so yeah i just like perspective changed once i actually did the thing i said no to <laughs> <laughs> right it's like nope okay <laughs> Wow, this is amazing. I love the way you've transitioned from, you know, having that business. And, and I think what comes out to me the most from what you've said is 
this is a way of working out this is a way of you know staying fit staying active you know staying flexible because there are people i know and some people are also listening to, listening to this podcast and they've probably not stretched in a while you know <laughs> it's so true i'm serious because <laughs> it's like because it's like you wake up in the morning you leave you come back you sleep the next day you do the same thing so you don't even have time to stretch or move your body work out go to swim you know hit the gym you know i was on tiktok and i was i was actually watching this a video i'll be very quick on it you know somebody was saying how like the 5 a.m to 7 a.mers are the ones who are like entrepreneurial mindset based the ones are like from 12 p.m to 3 p.m don't even know what to do with their lives <laughs> the ones because <laughs> why are you going to work out in the afternoon when everyone's going for lunch <laughs> So it's so crazy when I think about it. So I'm so glad that you're able to bring this today. <laughs> That's hilarious. You have to send me that TikTok. We might have to, might have to repost that. So, um, yeah, but so you know, you're right. Actually, I believe it's something like fifty to seventy percent of people, like the average person, can't touch their toes, like just bending over. Yeah. Most people don't have that flexibility. Men even more so. Like I didn't like I read that somewhere and I was like, that's not true because I've always been pretty flexible. So I was like, um, that's not true. I was like, I've always pretty much been able to touch my toes and I looked and teaching students and working with different bodies, different sizes, different shapes, races. I was like, Oh no, that's true. Like we're gonna have to work on this. So it's funny, but it's actually that's that's really true. Most people they don't stretch. They yeah, it's it's a whole thing, so it's, it's, bad. it's funny, but it's, it's not funny to say that. <laughs> right. <laughs> when I think about it from even a coaching perspective, when you're coaching your clients, you know, do you ever, and I know you, I don't know if you've ever had this question asked, but have you ever like talked to your, your clients about health, wellness, you know, stretching, you know, mindset, not just being on a Zoom call and sitting, but like preparing their mind and also helping them feel comfortable in their own skin? Yeah, um, that actually comes up quite a bit because we talk about like when building your brand and like the importance of actually not just showing up like having things on the internet, but actually physically showing up. So all of that comes into play, like your health, your mindset, even spirituality in, in some cases. Um, so a lot of times or conversations that I may have with clients have to do with like they don't feel confident and we have to kind of unpack why is it that they don't feel confident and sometimes it's because they're not physically they don't look the way they want to look um or they have this thing that they're going to like mess up when they're on camera or people don't want to hear what they have to say and a lot of that is like health and wellness and mindset so we do have to do some mindset work around um like what that's going to look like for them to step into the person they're they're always they've always meant to be right no i like that i really like that because now it shows that there's more importance to thinking about their mindset and their health and being there in person so that they're also experiencing all those moments that they're taking in at the same time you know right wow absolutely Mm -hmm. that is really good you know now now that we're talking about coaching you know how does someone create a low ticket offer and a high ticket offer? What are the differences and what type of experiences should you be getting from both? 
Ooh, that's a great question. Um, I actually get that question quite a bit. So let me just talk and tell you what they are and then we'll kind of break down like how I like to work with clients um, and how we go about creating these things. So your high ticket offer for me, this is uh, Crystal's perspective, is going to be um, the best way for your clients to work with you. It's going to have the greatest impact to the greatest transformation. Um, you know, on whatever it is that you coach on, whatever your niche is, it doesn't have to be business. It could be mindset. It could be confidence. It could be um, fin- uh, finances. It could be parenting. Um, and when I talk about high ticket, the, the price is the last thing. But ultimately, what I will say about the price is that high ticket pricing is literally all over the place. Like, if you look at the market, people will consider a thousand dollars to be high ticket all the way up to 25000 That's a really broad range. In my opinion, high ticket is at least, I would say, 5000 um, But I know some people, like, mindset-wise, people are like, oh, 2500 They're like, that's, like, definitely high ticket. So I'll say that. A low-ticket offer is going to be anywhere from, um, like, $7 to $97. Um, I would even consider the 197 to be... Um, a low ticket offer. Some people will consider $7 things like trip wires, like just things that'll help people to take some action when they when they um, come across your content on the internet. But in general, the price range, that's what those are. Like your low ticket offer is gonna be a, a way for someone to kind of get to know you a little bit better, try your, try you out, or just kind of like see what you're all about. Um, it's not meant to provide this immense transformation um, although I will argue that all of your uh, products, whether they be low ticket or high ticket, have some sort of transformation, something. Um, it shouldn't be trash, but I like to say, like you shouldn't just, because it doesn't cost a lot, you shouldn't um, just say, here's something so I can sell something. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like, I mean, the best brands, like I tell people, like you, if you look at brands and look at the brands that we know and love today, um, so like, let's say Nike, Apple, Louis Vuitton, um, Target, uh, I don't know, any luxury car, <laughs> like um, Lexus. Um, so if you look at those brands, like even their most low cost things like are good. Their free stuff is good, right? Like it's not, they didn't just say, oh, it's free. Let me put the, the least amount of effort possible into it. But I could go on a whole nother, we could do a whole podcast about that. Um, but the uh, your high ticket offering, your low ticket offering, the way that I like to work with clients is thinking about reverse engineering things, So, which I think my background comes into play a little bit. We start out with their high ticket offer. Um, so we got to figure out, as a coach or a consultant, got to figure out, like, what are you really coaching people on? Like, what are you, what's, what is the end result? of working with you, what's gonna be the outcome? If you don't know that, I will say you'll be lost because where are you actually taking your clients to? So as a coach, you gotta figure out what your niche is and you gotta figure out what am I actually helping my clients do within this high ticket offer or what I like to call your signature program. Signature being it's unique, right? Unique to you, that's how you're gonna stand out. And from there, we use that, whatever you're doing in that highest ticket offer, we use that to create your lower tier offerings. Because ultimately what it should be, it should be a journey from A to D or A to D, however you wanna you know, say, how you wanna say it. But it needs to make sense for your ideal client. Like don't talk about, let's say, um, 
how are you going to help someone, you know, erase 20% of their debt in your high ticket program? But then like your low ticket offering is like, I don't know how to how to find the right essential oils. Like it doesn't make any sense, right? right. It's just like, it's, <laughs> it's completely off completely off the grid. Right. So you got to think about like what exactly you're doing in that high ticket offer. And then from there, you will take concepts and start to put together what your lower ticket offerings are going to be. Mm. I like that you said that. Thank you for bringing that up because, you know, <laughs> when I hear low ticket, high ticket, everyone is like, no, this is supposed to be high ticket. And when someone hears 5,000, usually they cringe because they're like what that's my that's my rent for like half of the year you know like you know when they think of that that way they don't think about this 5000 is going to make me 50000 they don't think like right. that and it's sad because i feel like there's pressure from the front end but there's no support from the back end yes yes that is a great point i'm so glad you brought that up like so many people try not just coaches a lot of online entrepreneurs they try to piece together their business with all of these different free things low ticket offers and it's not that what the the concept that you've taken doesn't work because i think there's the it's like this didn't work this didn't work well unfortunately there's no context for your actual overall business that's why it pays to have a complete solution because yeah if I just told you, like, you know, go to the tree, right? Like in a, in a, in like in a forest, like it's like, which, which tree is it? I, I don't know. But if I told you to go to the tree at these coordinates, that makes a lot more sense because I have an overview of like your whole picture of like what you're doing. And I think that's, that's a lot of mistakes that coaches in, in particular make is trying to piece together something when there's actually no context on your business. There's no context for your niche. There's no context for your ideal client, your target market. So you taking this concept, you don't actually know how to implement it in context. So. Hmm. <laughs> I love that. Implementation is a big thing because like you said, rightfully with low ticket and high ticket, you know, even someone that buys a low ticket offer, they still may need your time. But right. the question is, how much time do they need? Mm-hmm. Right. Right. I think, <clears throat> so what I tell my clients is we work together, like people will, like your low ticket offer, like I said, isn't meant to be the most transformational, but it is meant to provide some sort of transformation, meaning it should help them either turn a light bulb on, meaning like they like, oh, this is a new way of looking at this concept that I didn't think about. But ultimately it's strategic. You're getting them ready and um, having them think about why they need to work with you at a higher level. Mm -hmm. That's what all of your products should be doing leading up to your high ticket offer or your signature program. It's like, yes, this thing helped me. Let me also see what this, this coach has to offer that could help me, you know, help me even more. Or if this was helpful, I wonder how much more I would progress if I spent more time with them. Right. right. So, yeah. That is really good. Thank you for bringing that up because it helps a lot of people to know. And when I think about coaching, what are, what's the number one thing that has kept you going? Is it the results? Is it the struggles? Is it the passion? What what really drives your coaching uh, career? Let me put it that way. 
Yeah, so that's a good question. Honestly, I think for me, it's seeing my clients win, seeing my clients get it. Like, even the small wins excite me. Like, people will send me messages like, such and such downloaded my freebie today. Like, it can be like, you know, like one person or somebody actually like bought my thing. And it's just like those little wins, like the they're so excited because where they weren't getting traction before, um, they're like starting to see the results, they're starting to see the fruits of their labor. And then of course, those big wins are amazing where they've taken like what I'm teaching them, they've implemented it fully, they've done the work, and now they're like, it's paying off, they're starting to get clients right. consistently. Um, so that's really what keeps me going. And then of course, just them sharing like, you know, sharing their wins with me. And I'm always so grateful um, that they do that and um, I can, you know, see them progress. That's great. Thank you for bringing that to our attention because, you know, seeing those little wins also helps a lot because if somebody has the time to click download, that means they have time for your content, you know, mm-hmm. and that goes a long way because everybody's going to say, I'm busy. I don't have time. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm too stocked up. I, I can't I can't do this right now. You know, people have those excuses, but if you get to see someone that genuinely wants to be with you, it takes a while. And, you know, now that you've mentioned it, something came to my mind as I was speaking too. you know, the follow up people. Let's talk about the follow up. Like you, let's say you meet someone for the first time on Clubhouse and they actually want to work with you and then you send them a link and you get connected to them and then they need to make a payment. But now that follow up, how is that follow up process for you and how do you identify those gaps? Yeah, so I think it's it's really important to have a strong follow-up process. So check this out. So I would say, I think the last time I checked the stats on this, I believe um, you have to follow up with at least a high-ticket client probably like five to seven times before they make a purchase. But only like 20% of coaches Mm -hmm. will follow up more than like twice, I believe two or three times so when you think about that you got like 20% of the coaches making like 80% of the revenue essentially in the industry because all because they just followed up do you know what I mean so like what I like to do obviously having a CRM is going to be your best friend Mm -hmm. um, in this case because you can you know set yourself little reminders and just set the dates um, where you're supposed to follow up with people and CRM is a customer relationship management system. Um, that way, when you have someone that you've been talking to, you can keep track of all the interactions, like where you met them. And that's really important because you want to see like where your marketing efforts are, um, you know, basically giving you the most bang for your buck or you've optimized your marketing on this particular platform. And so, you know, you want to spend a little bit more time there because it's actually giving you the majority of your clientele. Um, but that's what I will do. And I know that when some people are starting out, some coaches are starting out, they don't have the money to um, invest in like a CRM right away. That's okay. So if people, if uh, coaches work with me, I actually create them a workbook that will do that for them. Um, so I've actually like made a workbook, given them like a little, a little mini CRM or a way to kind of track the interactions with um, their clients or potential potential clients and leads and like uh, it will actually automatically calculate the dates for them when they need to follow up with that particular person because it really is important like if you don't follow up with people you're out of sight out of mind so mm. that's what I like to do out of sight out of mind 
facts <laughs> that's a good one you know now that that you've mentioned that what leads me to my next question is you know what are the unconventional ways of marketing for you and explain it to someone who has no idea of what unconventional means unconventional so yeah i think um this would be ways that maybe aren't as apparent to people like so social media is like probably the most obvious way these days and it, you know even when I will uh, talk to people they um, the first thing that they say I'm like well how are you marketing this social media what other way is there I'm like uh, <laughs> well a there's, a ton, there's a ton of ways <laughs> There's a ton of ways to market your business. So yeah. I'll, I'll give you a few. And these are actually from some things that I do in my other business that I have, like, kind of implemented um, in this business. Because I think also, too, it's a generational thing as well. Like, I'm a millennial, but I do, like, also do a lot of things. I think that would be kind of probably something that a person from Gen X would do. Um, so I like to call myself an elder millennial because I'm on the older side. Um, but anyway, um, as far as unconventional things, I think uh, if, you, if you're familiar with the app Next Door, um, something that's in your community, um, I don't know, a lot of people may or may not use it. Typically, I think people use it when they are um, a homeowner. But Next Door is like an app, like you can like find people in your neighborhood. You can also run ads on Next Door. You can post things in there. Just it's free, so you can just go on Next Door. You can post about your business. People respond and comment back. There's also a lot of, um, like, local congressmen and women that will log into Nextdoor so they can see what their constituents are talking about. So, mm. free free platform. I know I, I know I go on there, like, to be like, hey, I think I need to fix the roads. Because <laughs> I ran into a pile, but, and also stuff about my business. But just another opportunity. Um, also, uh, Meetup. Meetup.com is another way in which you can market your business meetup is like a way for people locally to meet up but you can get people from other cities because if we have online business other cities to join your meetup but posting the stuff there and it's another way to grow a community so you can grow a community locally and get people interested in your business and what you got going on especially if you do events um i like to say intentional networking so like a lot of people don't like to network these days i know we were on zoom you know, and people like to go to networking events, but there are still free opportunities, some free, some paid, where you can go and like what I like to do, what I like to call form strategic partnerships with people. So don't just go and like pitch your business when you're networking. What you should be doing is kind of listening for what connections other people have mm. and to see how that can help elevate your business. Like, for example, this may seem totally unrelated, but like, I connected with a, net, a wedding, uh, a wedding and event planner, at a networking event, and she was. They were looking for speakers for their national organization of like wedding planners, and I was just like, well, thinking about it, I was like, well, I mean, how does that relate? She was like, well, some of these people want to coach other event planners, or they like to be cons event consultants. I was like, boom, I'm in there, right? right. <laughs> I got a speaking engagement from that. Um, the other thing um, is to join a board. Uh, for an organization uh, that you're passionate about or within your industry most definitely be on a board right so like if you've never been on a board before don't know what that is a lot of um, nonprofits and um, some for-profits uh, depending on uh, they have their shareholders but they might also have a board of directors 
that they can they kind of get say in terms of like direction of the organization uh what's invested in because uh, I used to work for a nonprofit, so like they, they would approve the budget. You get to hear about what the organization has going on. And it could also mean consulting opportunities for you, speaking opportunities if that organization does events. Also just other connections that you can make and get some high power clients all from just being on a board, maybe meeting three times a year, literally, that's it, right? So a board is a great way. Um, also um, community events. Um, a lot of people like don't, I'm very much in the community for my businesses, so any events that, um, you know, have to do with women entrepreneurship or just entrepreneurship in general, I like to kind of scour those things and see if something might be a good fit and might be on brand and is my ideal client going to be present at this event or what power partners might be present at this event for me and I'll make sure that I attend. Um, and then finally, um, I know people don't think of speaking as like marketing, but Speaking is definitely marketing, which is why I actually encourage a lot of my clients to venture into the speakerverse because um, there's a lot of, uh, you obviously can get access to a, a large audience at one time. Um, and if you're strategic about how you set up, how to connect with you, either from the stage or through the event planner and what they got going on, then you will definitely um, grow a lot more um tangible followers and people were able to connect with you physically hear what you had to say and just strategic about how you work the whole event you can definitely get some clients on the spot because i know i have so wow those would be my recommendations you have <laughs> dropped gems on gems today and i really appreciate you for being here because this is what we need you know we need this type of information to get us back up because when you hear next door you're like next door i've never heard of that before and then you check it out you're like oh i wish i knew about this three years ago now you know it you know those are things that i really appreciate when i hear because i don't like to talk about everything i like people to talk about them so that i can just be like yeah that's what she said <laughs> <laughs> you know so this yeah. is, this is so great i really appreciate you crystal for being here and for being part of today's discussion you know if there's one thing you want to leave with anyone that has listened to you especially when it comes to business and entrepreneurship what would you tell them oh that's a good question um i think the one thing um the one thing i would always say this advice comes from my grandma and i kind of like tailored it but just always do the fearless thing do the fearless thing so never be afraid what that means is what that meant for me was don't be afraid to step out there don't be afraid to be different don't be afraid to be unpopular at times um don't be afraid to pursue your vision your goals your dreams despite what everybody else is saying like definitely don't focus on the people who say you can't do something or you won't do something don't internalize um that negative talk because then it becomes negative self-talk and you don't want to have that especially if you're trying to run a business and actually advance in the world of entrepreneurship because truthfully entrepreneurships are visionaries we see way far into the future we see how things develop even though we don't even know we see it right so and always just know that whatever you're going through right now is preparing you for what you can't see um, just trust that, trust God, and you'll be good. <laughs> facts, facts. Wow. So inspirational. Such an inspirational podcast show. 
episode moment and i'm so grateful that you've been able to be here just to shed some light and let more people know exactly that you can do anything you want you could be a chef you could be a real estate owner you could be anything you want to be an astronaut like you can literally do what you want to do as long as it's within your vision and it's something that you have passion for and if there's no consistency then that passion is just gonna rot so you don't want that to happen because you are the carrier of your vision you're the vision beneficiary as well so i really appreciate you for coming crystal you know if there's any way they can connect with you what do you have for them it could be a course it could be a membership it could be a call what do you have for us let it rip yeah. yes <laughs> okay so you guys can connect with me if you go to slayhardeveryday.co that's slayhardeveryday.co it has like all my links so you can connect with me there um on instagram facebook twitter youtube clubhouse all the things are there um but but I wanted to let you guys know that I do have a free quiz. It's called uh, Find Your Coaching Niche. So if you're a coach or consultant and you're having trouble finding your coaching niche, um, or maybe you think you've got it, but things aren't clicking, definitely take my free quiz because um, it will give you some guidance on where you might fall in the top 10 coaching niches today. And if you get your results, then I also give you some guidance on some sub niches that might be applicable to you so to help you kind of fine-tune your marketing and make sure that your ideal clients are able to connect with you um the second thing um is my get coaching clients now course um it is a uh, course is 197 and um it will help you to identify your target market we also do go over niche as well but it also teaches you how to put an offer together, a coaching offer together, like the science behind that. Um, so I've taken my uh, work that I do with my clients and put that into a mini course for you guys. So that's 197. And then finally, if you're interested in just working with me on a closer level to be able to build out your uh, your high ticket offers and all the offers in your product suite. So that's mid ticket, low ticket and freebie. And then really learning how to step your digital marketing game up and get coaching clients consistently, then click the um, Brand Builder Blueprint application link. Um, so that link is, um, that application goes directly to me and then we'll schedule some time to sit down and figure out if it's a good fit to work together. Amazing. Thank you yeah. so much. And if you guys are trying to figure out where it is, it's in the description of this episode. So you have all the links and just need to click on it and you're right there. Awesome. Wow. I wanted people to just take that pause and be like, oh, okay, they said that. Let me do that now. <laughs> so that is a good thing. Thank you so much, Crystal. And I definitely look forward to having you back again very soon. Awesome. Thank you so much, Favor. You're welcome. Thanks, everybody. Bye.